Good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you're sitting. This evening's Dharma talk is titled Touch and Go Space, Touch and Go Space, Touch and Go Space, Touch and Go Space. But before we go to the talk, Touch and Go Space, Tags, T-A-G-S, I need a way to remember that. I'd like to ask for your help for this spiritual community, this monastery, this mandala. Help us if you appreciate this, if you want it to continue. It's not an anti-gravity machine. We need help in the mundane area. We need help so that we can pursue a spiritual path, look at a spiritual path, walk. So touch and go. It's just a simple, uh, it's, a, it's a suggestion when you're working with a shikantaza, when you're working with simple, very simple, radical meditation practice. This might also work in post-meditation in your everyday life. You know, it would be up to you. It would be very situational. Maybe it doesn't work at all. Maybe you need to approach it a different way. But you could check it out. The idea is to just... Uh, touch on whatever, whatever's arising, just touch on that, but don't maintain it. So when I say observe, just observe. You can also uh, bring that line of little concept, touch and go, bring that in. So it's not a demand. It's not something you're touching on something and then running away from it or touching on something and then releasing it or touching on something and avoiding it. Or it doesn't have a dynamic like that. It's just very simple. Touch and go. So you touch on it, and that way you're that way you're acknowledging what arises, but you're not fastening down. You're acknowledging what is arising, but you're not adding some kind of a story to it. If you can practice that in your uh, meditation practice, then when intense anger, fear, possibly even hatred comes up, it gets triggered by other, by someone saying, doing, acting, functioning in a certain way. It could be in your your living room could be in your neighborhood could be on cnn could be anywhere anything that is triggering something that arises in the mind stream you can touch on that so don't shut it out don't shut it out with anger don't shut it out with acceptance don't accept anything or belief don't believe anything don't disbelieve anything don't ignore anything this is the practice of awareness this is the path of the buddhas as it is understood by this old man. Touch and go space. So there's a touch and go. The space idea is touch and go, and there's a going, you're just going into space. You're just, it's not, it's not like a deliberate or releasing. It's more of touch and go. There's no schedule, there's no map, there's no where you're going. No outcome, no outflow, nothing else. Going back to the 12 links on the chain of existence, this is contact, just contact. It may go into feeling, it may go from feeling into desire, it may go from desire into grasping. You have no say-so about that. Something happens, we have a feeling, then we have a craving or a desire to for more of that feeling, because it's pretty nice, or for less of that feeling, because it sucks. We don't like it. We don't feel good. We might not even know what caused that. There may be no story supporting it. Touch and go space. Touch. Contact. Just whatever shows up, just meet it where it's at. And where is it at? Right in your mind stream or right down the hall or in the neighbor's yard. Or the car behind you. Touch on that and then go. Hard to find a word that doesn't sound manipulative. It sounds like go means that you're you're running away, possibly, or or letting go. I don't even teach that. Don't let go of anything. Watch how you hang on. That's how you, if you really need to let go of something, passion, aggression, ignorance, fear, 
open fear, then you need to see the way you hang on. And that's where the touch comes in. Just touch on that. Notice, notice the claw like nature of your desire for something else. Don't want that. I want that. I want that. That's also a kind of clinging or gripping fixation. As I've said a few hundred times, I'll say again, it is about awareness. It's not about success. Success is the mundane path. Not wrong. We need to have a successful job or we might not eat. So we need to have some relative success as we go along, of course. This is why when I was at the beginning, before I started the talk, that's why we're asking this. We don't make any money doing this. It's a terrible job choice. Terrible. But it's better than anything than I can imagine to do with your life. Because there's no payoff. It's not a mundane path. It's a spiritual path of you get to see the truth yourself. You get to actually do what the Buddha saw 2,500 years ago. It's not about believing in that guy. He's gone. All we have left is a carving with some 23-karat gold leaf on it. You, you get to see this yourself. You get to see what he pointed to that many years ago where millions and millions of people have connected with his message in different ways. Junchu, are you rubbing your nose or do you have a question? I'm rubbing my nose. I have a question. Why? Cause and effect. Partially true. Cause and effect is partially true. It's not the whole truth. The whole truth is you're not separate from anything. But you have to see that. It's not an opinion, not an idea. It's not guesswork. It's not a belief. It's not a disbelief. It's, it's ultimately true. You have to see it. Relatively true is this is a sound. What is relative truth? Impermanent. You can remember that sound, but that sound is gone. Was that sound ever even there? Look closely. Most of the world is operating out of this and that, and this and that, and, th and this and that, and this and that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be uh, in a prison of your own concepts, ideas, beliefs, opinions, judgments. You don't have to be in that prison anymore. Start now. Find out fundamentally who you are and what this is yourself. This is what the Buddha taught. He didn't teach, believe in me, because I'm a wonderful deity. He was a human being, just like we are. Yes. The touch and go space. What is the space? It's just a word that is indicating that, that you're not going anywhere. So you touch on something, that's the contact, that's the, the physical, situational, nerve-ending contact, because you're embodied in, in a human form. Contact, touch, go. Space. Just, we're just putting, I'm just putting a word in there to encourage you to go, don't go any particular place. But just no clinging, just a way of, helping you through a couple of concepts, touching and going words to see that you can, whatever shows up in your mind stream, touch on it, be sincere, be, be with for a split second, three seconds, eight seconds, maybe a minute, but unlikely, and then go. More. Can you bowing? We don't have control over our thoughts? No. But, but we have some, the kind of say-so we have is there, but it's not specifically some kind of a grasping, manipulation, thinking about it, plotting it, some kind of strategy about it. So it's like uh, Atisha's uh, slogan, I don't know what number of the 59 slogans it is, but change your attitude and relax as it is. So change your attitude. The attitude comes up as somehow difficult or challenging or painful. 
change your attitude and just change the attitude and then just relax. That's just saying the same thing. Touch and go. Very similar. Yes. I believe it's number 24. So you studied that a little bit. A little bit. I imagine. Go ahead. Do we even have any control over, over that? You, you often talk about intention. So can, can we have an intention to touch. change our attitude? You have an intention to, to touch because it's already there. You're already touching it. So it wasn't something, it's something that just shows up that might not feel so good. So you're touching it and then go. That doesn't mean push it away. Go. That doesn't mean release it. So, but we, we need to use some kind of a, a word so that we can encourage someone that when they see that they're fastened down on something to use the word touch, which is it's very temporary. It, it, it uses the very teaching of the Buddha that everything is impermanent. So you could just touch on that. You could acknowledge impermanence rather than lecturing yourself. This won't last. This is going to go away rather than a lot of chatter around it, which is manipulative. There's uh, several teachings that fall in the same, a similar category. The one that if you're really having great difficulty in your mind stream, you could, you could go um, without being um, going to war. You could change your attitude by, by saying, even though it's intense, you're upset, you don't like what's happening, but instead you enter into that with your mind stream, with your word stream. Thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. Right in the midst, uh, right in the midst of really being upset about something. But, but you, you are not going to do that. You're going to be responsible for those, those feelings by saying, thank you. Thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. Receive everything as a teaching because that's what's happening. Everything is a teaching. The, the negative thing that your, your brother, your sister, your father, your mother, your daughter, your dog, your neighbor has triggered in you, that negativity that you want so desperately to blame on them because if they hadn't said, did, said this, did that, or whatever, then you wouldn't be feeling this. That's going into relative truth and trying to turn it to your own use. It's a mundane path of success, of getting rid of stuff. You can't get rid of, get rid of anything. You don't need to get rid of anything. Wow. Is going a kind of production? Somewhat. But it, but it doesn't have, it's a production and then it's, it's the same kind of production that the intention to be with all things. I intend to be with all things. That's a production. But that production is coming out of, should be coming out, could be coming out. I recommend that it comes out of a powerful ability to receive the world as it is, as it is. My names and some people's names, uh, we use this uh, Japanese word, soku. My, my name is Sokuzan, as it is, mountain, a mountain of this. Some people is, have cloud names or different kinds of names. We just do that to help someone work with their the fundamental misunderstanding, which is a mistaken identity. So we, on the Buddhist path, we, we change your name. I change your name to something else, just like someone did for me a number of years ago. Go ahead, Carl. Hold on. What is the mechanism... Or what happens when when go is ready to happen? What's the mechanism? Yeah, I don't want to say how do you know when it's time to go because that's go immediately. Just touch. This is a just touch, touch and go, touch and go. Don't maintain anything, as I say in the in the Shikantaza practice. No maintenance. Sit still, hold still, sit in a symmetrical posture, possibly this mudra or this mudra. I think this is probably the best one. Some people can't do this so much because it bothers their neck. So physically, maybe that wouldn't work, but sit symmetrical, touch and go. Whatever show, Matt, go ahead. If you're going immediately, that means you just go, 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 go. There'd never be any stopping. No, no. Where do you go when you go? Um, that, that's why it's space. Just space out. Touch and then space out. I could have said that instead of touch and go. Just, just the space is already the case. Whatever you're touching on, whatever you're touching has tremendous space around. It's like touching on the moon. 
And then you look, oh, where is the moon? It's in space and it's vast, impenetrable. And yet you're not separate from it. But you have to realize it. It's not something to believe. Don't believe anything I say. And if you can, don't ignore it or don't go the other way and disbelieve it. Consider it. Ondo. Ondo Bowen, uh, when you say touch and go, and you, initially you said contact, but it also sounds like you're talking about uh, when it's, whatever it has arisen has solidified. So can you touch and go when you've already started the story or, or bought into Sure. The... So sometimes it's so fast that we reuse the 12 links on the chain or the 12 nadanas if we were to go to contact, which is the touch part, contact, and then it traditionally, the description, it goes into feeling, and then that feeling could be positive, negative, neutral, and then uh, then there's the desire to get away from that feeling, there's the desire to have more of that feeling, or there's some kind of desire that is might be dismissive, who knows, who cares about that, what, what am I thinking about that for? So that production, what am I thinking about that for, keeps that whole thing going, and the production of I don't like that, or going to war with what shows up. So what we're saying is, uh, what I'm saying is uh, just touch on that and and go. You might, what you might be touching on might be the actual contact. Not, eventually it will be, but initially it might, you might not actually be aware of that. You might not see that it goes from contact to feeling to, to craving, contact to feeling to wanting something, contact to feeling to not wanting something, contact a feeling to not wanting to be bothered by something. And when that happens, you, you can just acknowledge that. And if you, if you go, if you use this understanding, uh, change your attitude and relax as it is, or, or touch and go in space, then you might be able to move. Uh, your awareness might not totally be clogged up with otherness with some kind of a um, pressure to do something or be somebody or stop something or start something and go into the grasping part, which comes right after the desire. That's the, uh, what is that? What number is that? Six, seven, eight, nine of the 12 links. If you don't know about the 12 links, too bad. <laughs> I can explain them. I can't even remember them. I mean, I can, but I, it's not real easy when you have a slippery memory. The important one to remember is uh, all of them. Study them. I think I've given a few talks on those in the past. Is touch receiving, is that the same thing as receiving? Y yes, just receive, just the touch. And uh, if you do that radically, fundamentally, and minimally, then you won't know what you've received. You don't need to know. If you need to know, uh, it'll show up. If you're touching uh, uh, a hot stove, you're going to know. More? Where are we going with that? Uh, levels of receiving. So it's, it's a, a, a touch. It might be just the generic touch, just a nerve ending. It might be nothing on top of that, no description or no, nothing else, no desire for more or less or any of the three poisons. More? Was there another question? Yes, I'm buying. There's two questions in the chat box. Go ahead. Uh, the first one is from Nathan. It says, quitting a substance like caffeine or tobacco what can one learn from the withdrawals? My intentions have never felt so pure, but I want to be sure they truly are. Any wisdom you could offer? Thank you. I don't know if it's wisdom or not, but uh, I just say return, just stubbornly return to the intention. Just return to the intention. Don't look for results, um, especially with uh, intensely habit-forming chemicals. Some of them are intense as you probably probably know some some people are not can seem to kind of get away with doing various chemicals and it doesn't really get a hold of them and other people are if they do that they are their life is turned into knots because of their addiction 
So the intention, uh, the intention, return to the intention. Same thing with the uh, with the spiritual path. Just intend, intend to see what this is, rather than look for results. If you're looking for results, this is a um, spiritual materialism, as my teacher Chogyam Trungpa pointed out, using spiritual techniques to advance. Nowhere to go. She is unbowing. He says, thank you. And then there's a question from Elizabeth. She asks, is touching it simply acknowledging that the thought or feeling exists and go is not getting hooked into it and building the story around it? Bowing. That's, that's quite an elaboration you have there. Uh, and I wouldn't disagree with it, but it sounds like, like there's a, a lot of little thought balloons around all that about not getting hooked. And this, the way you're describing that has an accuracy based on relative truth, but also it is, it is just full of uh, uh, spiritual materialism. In other words, trying to get somewhere and actually finding a credential of not getting hooked. Don't worry about getting hooked. You won't hear this from other Dharma teachers or none that I know of, and of course I'm not looking around to see what they're saying, but I say, um, be the shit you're trying to get rid of. So that may show up to you as being hooked, but I don't tell that to people unless they have a strong awareness practice. I don't think you can, you can actually open up in that way unless there's a powerful practice of sitting down, holding still and watching the movement in the mind without agreeing, disagreeing or shutting down the three poisons. Practice that. It's, it's almost like a spiritual muscle or an awareness muscle. But yet, yet even that is extra. She show. Uh, touch seems automatic. Uh, when you say go, and especially space, that's, is that spacing out a way of ignoring the next touch? Uh, no. Well, I'm not saying that something couldn't function in that way, uh, possibly. But I wouldn't say it just uh, just as a, a, a commentary on it. You know that yeah, that could be, maybe, but not as a practice. If you're using that practice, uh, eventually the the spacing out the space is, is the consciousness. Is touch and go space a dynamic that shows up for you? No. I'm looking at that idea of identifying with the space. And so I was curious if that tightening down on something or like discontinuity of space shows up once you see what this is. It may or may not. You don't know what's coming and going. And you're not concerned with it. You're not really separate from anything anymore. You never were, but now you've actually realized it. So the consciousness is not looking for an identity. It's not looking for confirmation. Uh, I sometimes express that by saying, even though you may have difficult emotions and feelings still coming and going in your mind stream, you don't mind. Your understanding goes way beyond the individual grasping of, I can't stand this feeling. I can't take this anymore. So anything that shows up, you eat it, you take it, you swallow it. If it's served to you by, the, by reality, it's your life, not your life, your ego life. That's the misunderstanding that tries to protect us from any terrible, dangerous thing. No, it's you as a living being, as a living Buddha. What does Buddha mean? What does it mean? Awake. Really? So awake being, not some special guy that lived 2,500 years ago. No, you are, uh, are an awake being. What are you awakened to? There isn't anything else but this. You're looking at yourself everywhere. It's called the mirror-like wisdom. The most terrible, horrible thing that arises in your mind is it's a Buddha speaking to you in the language that you need to hear it in. Not just you, but anybody. In the analogy which you just used, can I ever see the space as, can I only see space as something where there is no moon? 
So you, okay, so you might need the moon in order to in order to see that it needed to have some kind of space to arise in. But eventually, all you see is space. If that's what you're asking me about, you don't really see a moon. You just see the spaciousness of everything. Everything is just an open dimension. Nothing actually occurs. You took us there, so I'm responding to it. Just why it's uh, yeah, it's dramatically different from what uh, at least it feels like at this point in time. Uh, so I, I don't have. If I get another question, I'll come. I'll come. Hope up. so. Please don't hesitate to ask. She show or anyone ask questions. A question. You have a quite an interesting bodhidharma frown. It's not a compliment. You don't have to thank me, huh? Thank you. Well, not a compliment anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Is trying to maintain space or not touch a misunderstanding of what you're pointing at? Don't maintain anything. No maintenance. And some of that come, needs to show up as how much you continually just maintain, try to maintain something, try to, to you know, if you're, you're suffering and you find there's an, a, an aspect of mind where you can just kind of maintain something, where you don't feel the, the suffering or the pain, then you may lock down, not just you, but anybody may lock down on, uh, could be a, uh, something as simple as just a, an idea of somebody being wrong. You're right and they're wrong, and, uh, end of story. So that happens all over in society. It happens less and less in an environment like this where you were all encouraged to see the truth ourselves. It's difficult. More? I have a notion that the going to space you're talking about is kind of gentle, and I'm wondering if that can be too aggressive or too forceful away from the touch. It could be any number. I don't think there's a certain way that's done uh, that could be presented as a teaching, although could be individually. It could, it could If I were to hear someone talk about it in a certain way, which I'm not able to come up with, then I might give them some other kind of feedback based on what I'm understanding they're running into as a possible obstacle. So I'm wondering if there can be too much going to that space or maintenance, if, if that touching is somewhat inevitable. What? Can we maintain space? Uh, probably not, but the, the intention to maintain anything is ignorance. And when you have a an agenda about trying to stop the suffering or to gain some kind of upper hand, some kind of strategy to get better, improve. I'm not saying there isn't such a thing as improving or healing and all of those, of course, those are going to happen. But to go into that on this particular way of mind training, to go into that with some idea of making something happen, bringing something about may not be uh, fundamentally helpful. Go ahead. How is that different from intention, trying to bring something about? Because the intention is to see the truth, and you don't know what the truth is. So the intention to get a result uh, is you, you create the relative structure so that you can, you can get the result. And if you're working in the relative world, um, you're like the kind of work that you do. You're, you you have uh, the things that you're working with are aspects of, uh, of relative truth, and even though they're abstractions, but they're there, and you can you can get results, relative, abstract results that may show up as in, in other ways, manipulating this system or that system. How is returning to the vow helpful if I'm really returning to my idea of the vow? That's the only way you can do it. That's the only way. Eventually, it won't be your idea of the vow. It'll be the vow. Eventually, there isn't any person anymore. There's just a vow. It's a spiritual path. So we're here. We've been downloaded into this human form, this biology. And it seems so believable, so real, so solid so powerful and we interact with our family, our friends, our culture, our society, 
as as if, as if, as if, and we try to find a way, how can we work with this? And as we all know, there's all kinds of advertisements out there for how to do this, and you know, for only a dollar two ninety eight, you can get real help. You know, anytime you hear any promises of anything, especially in the direction of the spiritual path, you know, bleh, not going to work because it's not about accomplishing something. So that's why it, it, it can't work. Go ahead, Chisho. Uh, based off the answer you're just giving to Jiozan, is it the maintenance then? If you don't maintain, then the difference between form and emptiness disappears, does it? Bhavi? Well, form and emptiness, that's a teaching. So that, that is a teaching. So that's still, we're still at the same situation of uh, form. Something here is empty of what you think it is. So there's form and then there's emptiness. And then the, the very emptiness that shows up as a designation is also uh, empty. So you, you can't, it's like a Mobius strip or like a hall of mirrors. It's just, you can't find the a situation. And this is like this, uh, what we, you studying here, uh, the 30 verses, this is what Vasubandhu is pointing to. He's, he's starting with, in a very conceptual way to point out what this is, uh, but it's, it's the leading edge of what you eventually will see or need to see. Eventually there isn't it. Even those teachings fall apart. Everything falls apart. I'm sorry I misspoke. <laughs> I didn't mean emptiness. I meant form and space. If you don't maintain... Oh, well, that's different then. Yeah. <laughs> form, form is... Wait a minute. Form... And space. And space. I mean, you're, you're, you're describing touch, go, and uh, space. Touch is, for me, denotes form. We are touching on some form. Yes. Uh, when you say don't maintain, is it the act of not maintaining that disappears the difference between something you touch on and the space? So the, the not maintaining is not necessarily an act. It's just, it might be the absence of anything. So there's nothing extra. So there's a willingness to touch, know what this is, and, and not use it as a reference point for anything. As a reference point to, I'm the person who's now going to go, or I'm going, or I'm entering... Uh, some kind of open space or open dimension. Did I miss your original question? No, uh, thank you. Um, Welcome. Other questions? Yes, sir. Yoka Bowing. We want something else and out of a feeling that comes up. So we desire and then grasp. Can the touch and go come at any point that we see Good. that? Good. You just, just to, so uh, to put it in story form, you, you touch on something means you're acknowledging it's there, but you're, you're not, it's, it, the, the stickiness is not working. It can't seduce you into doing anything. And so you, but you've touched on it. It may be aggression, it may be um, irritation. It could be jealousy, it could be delight, it could be anything, but you're, you're not going to be, the, the consciousness is not going to be drawn into some kind of a position on anything. So touch and go, touch and go in space. Touch and go is the, you know, that's a teaching that's been around for a long time. But I added the space part because I like things with S on the end. in terms of demanding something once we demand is it too late to touch and go no touch on the demand get rid of it. when I say don't demand <clears throat> you may not be able to help it you may just want something to be the case so you may be demanding and that the only thing about that that's difficult is you, you can't really stop that but you may have to do some demanding to realize that you're you don't really have control over that. It takes a it takes a deeper understanding, almost like the space I'm referring to. 
or exactly like that. It, it is devastating ego. Ego does not like space unless it gets to, unless it's all about ego being the one who's so spacious. I am so spacious. You know, I used to be just full of myself and I practice meditation. And what do you know? I'm just totally open. I'm accepting everything. I'm in love of the world. Sound appealing? <laughs> of course it is. Of course it would be somewhat appealing, but it is, uh, it is baloney. It's, you, that, that can't, that is not what this is. If we're studying the path of the Buddha's Dharma, which has been around for centuries, millennia, the Buddha said, go back to the first noble truth. The Buddha said, life is suffering. He didn't say kind of, kind of suffering. And it's caused by wanting something else. Further question? Come on, you cowards. Thus I'm bowing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bad timing. Um, <laughs> could um, the image of the space around the moon uh, be used as a metaphor for consciousness around the mind? Um, consciousness around thoughts, around thinking, processing, evaluating, dreaming. Uh, projecting any kind of ideation or any kind of calculating. There's a, a tremendous amount of space around all of that, just relatively speaking. And the discovery eventually is that the space and what arises in the space are not two different things. The, the non-dual Advaita goes all the way through. It, 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 there aren't, aren't two things anywhere. is awareness, consciousness, touch and going, bowing? What? Paraphrase yourself. If you understand what you said, what you asked, you should be able to put it in other words, preferably um, not Australian. Okay. I, you win. <laughs> Go ahead, Tasha. Is realization hmm, is realization consciousness? Well, they're both a couple of concepts. Realization is one, and consciousness is another con another concept. But it's it's just an open uh, dimension with no reference points to it. Oh, Sunbanks, um, when we have awareness, yes. is that us getting closer to consciousness and further away from mind? Um, I don't know. How's it look to you? Very conceptual. Okay. Keep looking at it. Yeah. Don't fix it. Don't get rid of it. Well, yeah. How can we go to space if we're not sure, if we don't know what space is, or if we really have experiences to call space to go to? Here's space right here. Here's the table. Here's the altar. Space in between there. I could wave at you if I if it weren't for space. Is that helpful? Not in the midst of intense difficulty. <laughs> Okay, well then, the, the way you find the spaciousness is to touch on that, just touch on that. And when I say touch and go, you may not be able to go. That's why it's called a practice. So you, you just are aware that when you touch on that, it just gets you, it holds on to you. It feels like it's holding on to you, the emotion or the feeling, the tension feels like it's holding on to you. Just observe that. Be very respectful of your confusion. Is that what you asked me about cookies or? Yeah, I did mention cookies. <laughs> what do you mean? I meant when, when that, that grip of what we're touching on, when the, 
Go ahead. When the grip, grip releases, when we're not in the yeah. yes. jaws of that. Is it time to have a grip? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on my are, are, are we are we are we in space after that, or are we on yeah. to the next thing? Well, you could say the same. Where where there's an openness there that's gone, but then the next situation arises, or some otherness could show up. Could be. More? Well, it just looks like there's always movement. There's always something in my visual field, always yeah. something, gravity. There's just emotions, there's thoughts, there's ideas yes, and opinions. There and So what happens is the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the narcissistic mind, the, the fear-based mind, mind is always going to latch onto some some thing, some reference point. It needs something. But the, the the mind as it is, the awakened mind, doesn't need anything. And it doesn't miss anything. It sees everything tumbling by, going this way, going that way. But it, it, it isn't magnetized by it. It isn't seduced by it. And even if it is in some situation where it does seem to be magnetized into some kind of dynamic that starts to tighten up and feels like fixation. Uh, the, the awakened nature, your awakened nature, if it has been prioritized to say it in a relative way, doesn't care. It is, it's not trying to get rid of fixation. It's not trying to even get rid of suffering. So there's a, you could even say there's a willingness to receive eat, swallow, whatever shows up in your mind stream. It's yours. It's not the property of the ego. The ego doesn't get a credential from receiving that. And if it does, then it doesn't actually receive. It was more of a, some kind of a opinion, more. So is there space right in the jaws? Yes. That's the space. Good question. Yeah, good one. Even Taoshan agrees. It's a song like that. <laughs> Out of the corner of my eye, my A spot. That's how I keep an eye on Eric. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where are we at? No, it's only nine o'clock. We're good for another five minutes. Oolong. Oolong bowing. Um, when you're doing the opening the eye mind exercise, yes. when I first look at the painting, I, I see space, I can see, but the longer I look at it, it seems like space shifts and it could be now a negative space. And yes. So even now looking at you, if I looked at you for a while, the sense is you might be the cutout or a hollow. Does mm -hmm. space shift? Yes, it does. Just like objects shift. If you look at anything long enough, it will turn into a mirror. Well, that's what this wall is about. It's looking at the wall. And so that you can see who you are. You can find out your real identity, not the one your mom and dad try to convince you of, or the society or the culture. They're constantly railing at you about who you are and how you should be and how you should look, and what you should wear, what everything, trying to get power and control and often in the form of money, but not always. Sometimes just having power over, over other people. People will lie to you, bullshit you constantly. It's all over the place. And there are even some Dharma teachers that are doing this. Well, once, especially if they practice for 30 years and have not realized their true nature, and they just know so much, they have to use it. And some people are just going to think that they're teachers because they're old. Don't don't uh, don't believe anything I say. If what I'm saying looks like propaganda, maybe you should go somewhere else. You're not seeing what is being said here. More. I'm not trying to drive anybody away, but I am saying that you need to make the connection. This isn't something to believe in. Uh, this uh, Buddhism, if it's taught as the Buddha taught, it's not something that you believe in or subscribe to. It's something you practice. Jishou, you're next, Jishin. Jishou, I'm 
So, so far as I have understood craving to start after there is good, bad or uh, indifferent and I, I crave after the good, is there craving of the contact itself, of the touch itself? Is that, is there a craving operating even at that level? Yeah, yes. Craving is a craving. You don't have to get rid of craving. Uh, you just have to see that there's no substantial craver. There's no personhood in the, in the, in the individual consciousness. Excuse me, what arises as craving is dependently arisen. It needs to be there. If, if any emotion or feeling arises in your mind, triggered by your own activity or by what someone else does, uh, it needs to be there. It's dependently arisen. Just like my hand moving, it's a dependently arisen. The illusion is I'm doing this. There's somebody doing this. That's the illusion. But there's no one here. That's ultimate responsibility. Relative responsibility is blame and credit. But ultimate responsibility is you're responsible for everything. This whole world is yours. Not ego yours, but Buddha nature, awakened truth. We awaken as everyone. We awaken as not separate. We awaken as every chair leg, every star, every mole, every tree limb, every human being, both the good ones and the ones that are uh, inflicting suffering on, on others in order to get rid of their own suffering. Go ahead, Chisho. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to go to, what was your name again? I'm looking right at you. <laughs> You're the little, in the little postage stamp. Oh, it's Jishin. Go ahead, Jishin. <laughs> Jishin Baring. What happens to that to which has been touched? It's just uh, an aspect of consciousness. It, it may hang around, it may go away, it may d dissolve. So if it's, you know, there's no, there's no need to pursue that necessarily. I mean, if it's a, if it's a dream, something comes up in a dream or something comes up in your paranoia about something happens, some noise down the hallway that triggers paranoia in your mind. So there's so many ways that objects, mental objects, physical objects can, can show up and, and fade away. So just touch, touch and go. So there is no magic in the touch? No what? It's a little bit of joke. There is no magic in the touch. It was a joke? So you're kind of warning me ahead of time? <laughs> okay. So I'll come back with this. Everything is magic and everything is sacred. There isn't anything that isn't sacred anywhere. There is no evil. It's, you have to see it. If you see it, the war is over. You won't fight with anything. You won't fight with, with war. You won't go to war with war that's coming at you. I'm not saying you won't defend yourself if you're being attacked by um, some kind of insanity that carries an AK-47. But you also might not go to war with that in the same way that it's going to war with you. You could actually, you might even be able to, if you understand deeply what that war is dealing with and the complete uh, ignorance that is uh, bringing that about, you may be able to go that go and relate with that with uh, uh, some understanding, which may show up as pacifying. Pacify. If you understand what it is, the pacification won't be seen as weakness by the, the grizzly bear. We could maybe take another question. There is one. It'll bring us around to about an hour. Go ahead, you. Yeah, I have a question about um, this path. You often say that this, this is a different path. It's not a mundane path. When I hear this, I feel like I have more confusion because my can, I feel like I have a strong tendency to choose and pick. So how can I understand besides practice, this is not separate? You're doing it. Just you're aware that you're picking and choosing. You're aware of that. That's all you have to do. You don't have to stop picking and choosing because you can actually accomplish that and make it appear like you're no longer making choices about things or picking and choosing. 
You follow me a little bit? No. Well, let me say it this way. Keep going. You're doing you're doing it correctly. If I'm your teacher, you often hear me say that. I want to make sure that you think of me that way. Then you should give me the benefit of the doubt. Don't trust me. Trust anybody. But give me the benefit of the doubt for a while. Sokazan says I should just keep going. And that's what Sokazan is saying to you. Keep going. Return to the cushion. Return to the teacher, the teaching in the community, the, the three jewels. It's it's not a it's not perfect. It won't it won't uh, it won't do it for you, but it'll give you some kind of a structure that you can work with, whether you're in the monastery or whether you're uh, you're uh, uh, practicing in your home with your family. You can still do this. I don't have any proof. I don't need proof. I know it. You have you have more of a support. All of us here in this environment have more of a support, thanks to not just to me, but all of the people who are very, very serious about this path and are here and I have made their whole life about this path. Dedicated. This comes first. They might still have jobs and everything else, but of course, or relationships, but this is a priority. So that gives us a, a mandala, which I was asking for earlier for help, it gives us a, a something that's very unusual. Not just a bunch of um, celibate monks on a mountaintop or in a cloistered place where they don't interact with anybody, but but uh, it's uh, it's a family, it's a community, and you're if you're here, you're part of it. If that's something you're interested in. Thank you, Ali. Thank you. Come here, Young. Bring Ellie and Abe here and. Come and hang out for a couple of weeks. Yes, that's one of the things on my list. I'll drive there. Oh. Okay, how far down the list are we? Even <laughs> 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 in close. Okay. I have to contact to, I think, Jason or Jason is the people, the, the person to contact. He's the one that sorts people out, finds the really good people that can come, and <laughs> really bad people who aren't allowed in. So. And I'm sure, just mention my name. <laughs> Fine. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, let's go elsewhere. Hi, my name is Sokuren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokokoji.org. Thank you.